Hi, Sippers. Welcome to another episode of Talk, Entertainment, and Art with me, The Anchor. If you're a returning viewer, thank you so, so much for your support. And if you are new, you can simply become a Sipper by clicking on that subscribe button. Don't forget to like and also don't forget to comment on our videos. You can also find the audible versions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. You can also be a Patreon by simply signing up on Patreon. So now... As we always do it, we bring you beautiful guests with amazing stories. We figure out what they're about, why they did what they did, what happened during their careers. And today we have with us Sakile Ngambule, Hello. who is known for quite a number of things. But today we're going to touch base on a few things and get to know him better. Welcome on the show, Sakile. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a How pleasure are to you? be here. I'm well. I'm well. Uh, it's refreshing to be here. It's a nice place. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. No, Highlands actually does have that yeah, therapeutic yeah. scenery. That's soft. And shout out to them. That's soft Thank life. you so, so much for allowing us to shoot this episode at this venue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel very calm being here. Mm-hmm. Also, knowing how beautiful this platform is, you know, yeah. it's exciting. You know, I'm, I'm always viewing the show, you Thank know. You really? Yeah, I'm a subscriber. You know, I'm one of those the people that click. subscribes, guys. Yeah, I watch money. and subscribe, you know. I'm still an internet kid, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this podcast, TNJ, has been important in terms mm-hmm. of learning about where people are at mentally. Mm-hmm. We always make assumptions. So, you know, we get to hear from each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So you have been in the creative, artistic, yeah. musical industry for a while now, since 2008, 2009? Since my whole life. Since but I guess people started knowing me when I uh, registered a company mm-hmm. called, called Swazi Jive. Yeah, in yeah. 2008. I was 16. Really? Mm-hmm. How did that come yeah. up to you at 16 years? It, uh, it's a blessing to have an idea, you know, in the first mm-hmm. place. So I'd say uh, with the right mix of events in your life plus intuition... Mm-hmm you kind of get pushed certain directions. Yeah. And I think God pushed me to, like, uh, take a risk on my, my creative side. It's not like I was not a bad student, you know. I was yeah. I was a well-balanced student and an athlete mm-hmm. at school. Learning. So I had no reason to just pick music. But right from the beginning, uh, Form 2, I think, is when I really decided I want to do something with music in my life. I'd already started shooting films. My first okay. film was, was I was 13. Yeah. We were just shooting pranks. So to be in the creative space, I wouldn't say it was a, like a decision, like I'm making a business plan. Mm-hmm. This is what I'll do. But it was more about me, like, oh, this is what I love, you know. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love that I get to make what I want. It's the only yeah. time at school where they're like, make what you want. And I'm like, this is complete freedom for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, if I could live a life in that space, that would be amazing. And God blessed me with that life, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you started Swazi Jive, you worked with different artists from different um, uh, parts of Africa. Yeah. And how were you able to manage all those artists at such a tender age? Um, I'd say I was learning. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them would tell you today they got to experience SK starting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, I'd say, who I am today. Yeah. They got to experience the young, passionate, heated, you know, over-the-top, over, overly ambitious mm-hmm. kid, you know, who knows anything's possible. 
so it was definitely a lot of um i'd say great experiences and yeah. also a lot of bad ones because of just age of course. and inexperience <laughs> and immaturity of course you mm-hmm. know so it was a nice balance of both worlds you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying and i'm growing up in like the public light you know yeah people have known me since i was like 16 yeah but i've been yeah. in the newspaper since i was 16 you know i'm 29 today so i had You've to like been out there i've been like talked about since i was a teenager so, so think you about got that. used to publicity at a very young age did it you get used you to it up? i don't know if you get used to it uh-huh. do you i don't know you, you, you you're a presenter so you could tell me like you can't get used to it to a certain point i don't think you actually ever see me unless i'm at work i don't know if you notice i don't you'll never i don't know if people assume because you're famous you kind of like uh are aware of the impact you've made mm-hmm. you're not until they speak right until you get a feedback from them the yeah. world right and it can get very overwhelming mm-hmm. to kind of <clears throat> do something and then see the impact it made yeah um there's so many examples of things i've done that have made an impact uh you know and i don't want to single anything out but it's always a pleasure for me when someone's fallen in love with something we've done mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be a show, a song, a t-shirt, a beanie. There's people who have the first t-shirt I've ever done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was still a student at Waterford. And people still wear them? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I will be here, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them even changed color. I saw someone wearing <clears throat> a t-shirt that went from gold to green with the hypnotic logo from 2012. Uh-huh. Mm. How did that feel for you? Uh... Like, I still don't get it. Like, what do you mean you still don't get it? Um, I'm still in the process. Of? Uh, I'm, I'm still living. I'm still alive, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, still, I'm still expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Those are just expressions of myself at that age, at you that point in time. You mean Drive and hypnotic were expressions <coughs> of yourself at that time? I think so. Like, what else could it be? Because it's what I knew. It's the level of education I had at the time. I, I believe the network I had at the time. Uh, the, the design knowledge. Maybe I just got Photoshop. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I want to do a t-shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and maybe that was my first time trying it. And it worked. Mm-hmm. But now I know those things work. So I'm creating from a different place, right? It's no longer... Uh, there's no doubt at all so, so i'm i'm no longer trying to piece it together i mm-hmm. the piece is already there hypnotics already big i don't have to piece that together mm-hmm. i just have to drive it forward and i make that what i make what forward up mm-hmm. is i i i set the industry prices for artists mm-hmm. i get to say who's releasing a project whether you in my label or not i get to help finance and market projects so we're literally dictating pop culture mm-hmm. we're like if we scale back and there's no events there's no jobs there's no artists there's no live events there's no food on the yeah. table it's a whole system now it's no longer hey sk makes music right it's uh that's why i don't get it it, it started off as oh i have a passion for this yeah to everyone relying on this even myself, 
even I rely on it to feed my family. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So can you say that you mentioned earlier that yeah. um, Hypnotic and Swazi Jive were expressions of you at that age. So can you say that the silence... Um, from mm. Swazi Jive has mm. been because it is a part of your life that you have outgrown. Mm. It's Out a part of my life that I don't think certain markets are ready to experience. Again? Uh, no, not, not again. I just think people are a bit overwhelmed by me. Uh, people in my, some of my peers, mm -hmm. pe people in positions of power didn't know how to receive this young guy who believes in himself who's paying for his own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not out here begging people to help me do this. When you I'm keeping companies out. You yeah. know? I'm the one guy going, no, y'all can't be in this. <laughs> you <laughs> need to do it on your yeah, own. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, we got this. And you were doing this with your friends, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. I love all them niggas. Uh, uh, I have a video I'm about to post, actually, you know, some promotional work we're about to do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're counting money. With tenderness, uh, you know, a couple of homies uh, mm -hmm. when we were just getting started and we we're having a conversation. So I, I have all those clips, you know. Mm. Sometimes when I'm reflecting, working on stuff, I, I watch stuff. So and the conversation there was about this, mm -hmm. being this. Yeah? Yeah. So yeah. when you started this with your friends, yeah. not long after you did have a fallout with um, yeah. your best friend. Yeah. How did that Several affect everything? Friends several best friends how did that affect yeah. everything considering the fact that she started all of this with them so it affected me it didn't affect the business uh and as as the leader uh it's important you're always like right mentally uh because like i say we dictate the tone right okay so if if now uh, i'm not feeling okay i feel hurt betrayed or just the human side takes over right mm -hmm. you you you, you you create opportunities with people. I won't say I give people opportunities, uh, but we create opportunities with people. Some things I can't do on my own, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's something people need to learn from my life in mm -hmm. general. Like hypnotic is, is yes, it's Akile, but is it really Akile? If you think about it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bunch of us deciding mm -hmm. that we're going to respect a particular deadline, a date that we set, and we're yeah. going to meet at a particular place. Mm -hmm. and listen to a particular type of music, right? Yeah. The, it's a collective decision. It's a collective consciousness, right? Uh, and, and I get to lead that consciousness, mm -hmm. right? That, so if you start looking at things from that perspective and then people betray you, you, you have to zone out and pray to God, which is what I did. And my girlfriend was pregnant when at all this started. And, and that was part of the drama. Who doesn't like who? Who likes mm -hmm. who? Who thinks who should have had a baby with who? Uh, people that get that invasive in my life. Your uh, friends were that involved in your people life? People think who I date is their business. People think uh, what I drive is their business. What I eat is their business. Who impregnated. Who I impregnate. Yo, that's the one. <laughs> oh, that's the one. <laughs> SK God, who, where? So I'm very proud of how Angelica and I handle that pressure. Uh, it was a very difficult pregnancy, mm -hmm. plus all that public pressure. I had just done the cipher. When, we, I, when I did the cipher, I didn't know I was going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and right after the cipher dropped, uh, like literally like 
as everyone was hyped up i was like what are you saying to me you mm-hmm. know <laughs> what do you mean you know and uh <clears throat> i had to make some decisions you know like am i going to like fight for my name mm-hmm. you know like am i really the guy who's gonna like have to fight for this mm-hmm. or have i made enough of an impact for people to know who i am and i just trusted that i trusted uh that people know what i'm about mm-hmm. uh people know what to expect from sakil and gambula uh it's years of trust that's been built um and how people handle themselves because of pressure or politics yeah or influences is really none of my business and you know i wish them love and a lot of them have apologized it's just you'll never get to hear from so me so they actually came back and apologized uh, for a lot of niggas have apologized i don't know how else you want me to Did like say it i don't know if now i was supposed to come out and like announce that mm-hmm. like i don't know what this generation expects <laughs> from people and i don't go by people's expectations at all there was all this pressure people tweeting me say something people calling me texting me and you know i wish people had Wanting that same you to energy respond. yeah like let's talk about like like how we don't have royalties you know i i was like that guy yeah. i was just fresh from saying you know our associations need to be paying us royalties and i felt people took advantage of so many things to distract people from a real conversation about mm-hmm. creators being paid yeah that i was leading and i continue to lead today that uh, oh by the way uh, i'm back and yeah. y'all st- it's even worse now that corona's happened you mm-hmm. know we get to be part of conversations in many places um i had to you, be right i had you to really went through a lot uh a lot there was a lot of talking commotion going on yeah but i'm having a baby right so i had to shut it out so i wasn't hearing a lot mm-hmm. so when going out that something's going on maybe someone wouldn't talk to me Right, I'm at a restaurant. I uh, like someone I know well, like looks at me and then looks away. And then I'll ask my girl, am I am I trending for something? Mm-hmm. Am I in the newspaper? That those, those are the daily conversations you with my girlfriend. You didn't even keep up with I don't I've been in papers since I was 16, guys. Forgive me for not reading everything that's written about me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't see that blog post <laughs> or that tweet. Uh-huh. I, I could go I could go on Twitter right now and type my full name and I bet you someone's saying something right now or somewhere some two days ago someone said something that is controversial mm-hmm. that I didn't see mm-hmm. uh and that probably to someone else needs a response mm-hmm. you know uh so Minabeng phones are literally from people in real life I remember I was shooting OG King's first single Tell Me yeah and I went to the first pop Sunday to shoot like the last few scenes we just released the cipher hadn't really been in public i lost a lot of weight just losing my mind a little bit mm-hmm. but i really was creating the whole time never stopped creating do so, you feel like yeah. when you were in the middle of losing your mind was it because of all the commotion that was happening oh, that you were space. trying to shut out i felt i i needed the world to doubt me it was subconsciously affecting you no i needed the world to doubt me i felt i set myself up for the world to doubt me the way i was behaving uh you know i wasn't behaving as like someone who was like you know when someone wants success guys there's a certain pattern of behavior you know? mm-hmm. and whether it be 
over partying, too many girls, or all that stuff. There, there was overindulgence at some level mm-hmm. that I knew was not good for me. Um, so to a certain extent, I had to then face that. Why am I self-sabotaging on that level? See, it's not about anyone else with me. Was it the self-sabotaging yeah. um, only in, in overindulgence? Or the overindulgence then affected your trail of thinking, your decision-making skills? The overindulgence skills? became part of the lifestyle. Right, I got four sky lounges coming up, hypnotic. I have a gig in Chicago. Uh, I have a new company partnership. I've got mm-hmm. three artists to launch, uh, all in like four months, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to give a lot of myself to execute those things. A lot of myself. The time being the most important. Yeah to each and one of those individuals, to, to each brand. If Hypnotic's doing something, if people don't see me announce the ticket prices, it's fake, bro. True. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I do get what you're saying. Uh-huh. So I'm aware of all those spaces mm-hmm. and where I need to uh, be present. Mm-hmm. And then people now expect me to be present in spaces where I know I don't need to be present. Mm-hmm. Like dragging me into drama. And it was people that knew me very well. People... Uh, you know, that uh, I developed some people, uh, people, some are still running with trademarks I own still today. And I don't know if they're hoping, like, I don't know, like the law firm burnt down or something, mm-hmm. or Sakila really isn't about the business. But I am, I think what's important was really building a culture, right? Look how many more creatives we have today. Yeah. Uh, I used to be the only one, like, at some point doing mm-hmm. this. Like literally, literally. <laughs> and when you started hypnotic, you were in the US, right? Uh, I was still home when I started hypnotic. Then I left for college, same year. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I did hypnotic, we we went to university. And then it was supposed initially it was supposed to be a birthday celebration, yes, right? Yes. Then how did it become something so big? Because I didn't know I was good at curating music. That's how I discovered that people like the music I like, mm-hmm. or rather, I kind of figured out that there's certain types of music that everyone's listening to that mm-hmm. can bring us together, right? That was the first time I was like, I'm going to book who I want. It's my party. It's not about who's on radio. It's not about who's on TV. It's mm-hmm. not about who's in the magazine. It's not about even Hype Magazine. I used to read Hype Magazine. Yeah. I used to listen to Season Scoop on YFM. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been that kid. Uh, so to finally have a say, like, oh, this is what... I do. Mm, this is what I want. Right. I got addicted to that after the first one. And then people fell in love. AKA then went on to win awards. Mm-hmm. Remember? I remember. We booked him. He won awards and he was a hypnotic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the just, you know, how everything came together. Uh, I had to try again. Mm-hmm. And then I had to try again. And then next thing we're doing the fifth year celebration. When the first one happened, you did have a few issues. Uh, Every year there was issues. Right. And I want to focus on the first one because that was the big one. I I see. I see how you're looking at it. Yeah. And when you had those issues having to deal with um, artists like AKA pulling out and all of that, how did you deal with 
with that as the organizer and all of that. Okay, so the first one, AKA was there, Kulichana was there, mm-hmm. Big Naz was there. The only issue I remember in 2012 was Big Naz performing at Matata before mm-hmm. coming to Hypnotic. That was the most stressful thing for someone who's new in the industry. Mm-hmm. And these guys were award-winning, had the biggest records, and someone else pulled a fast one on us and got, him to, got them to perform to like thousands of people. Yeah in another city in the same country on our budget mm-hmm. was I, I learned a lot so that was the most stressful thing and then the aka thing was like a fifth year celebration where I, I thought you know to pay homage to what we've done and we we really disagreed on a lot of things but we we eventually solved it which mm-hmm. was now the last hypnotic where yeah. he came and did a whole hour set you know but a nice conversation at the royal villas about mm-hmm. family i hadn't you know, I hadn't even imagined I'd be your father at, at the time. time. So you got to realize how things have changed so quickly, you know. And he was now telling me how being a father changed his life. And he's mm-hmm. like, how he wished it for me. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Not no <now>. way. <laughs> Hip hop. <laughs> you know, and uh, now I can't imagine my life any other way. Yeah. So everything's evolving. I, uh, you know, I don't think if I were to do hypnotic uh, this year, I don't think it would be the same hypnotic as all the other years because I've evolved. Mm-hmm. Things have evolved. Things have changed. How we consume has changed. How we buy tickets will change. As much as people want the nostalgic, going to sneakers, yeah. signing, putting your email, <laughs> putting your five rand coins for your ticket, we really have to look at those moments as memories now, yeah. which is crazy to me. But I have a way to store those memories, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we gotta we gotta push forward, you know. Yeah. Uh, and th- that's why I'm back. That's why I, I, I'm happy to to even. But you're sh- back. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm back uh, expressing myself. I don't think I've 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 given myself or given people a fair opportunity to hear from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this podcast is an intentional. I'm going to talk, mm-hmm. you know, and I will be free to create and talk at the same time. Yeah. People won't, people won't box me up like on some, give us what we like, but we don't want you yeah. uh, type position. If you want hypnotic, you get the whole me. You so get the whole, the whole package, which is sometimes me going off on niggas on Twitter. Uh-huh. I think y'all see why I treated people the way I treated them. This generation's crazy. <laughs> We're not organized. People, I don't know what they so want. So you're big on being organized. It's the only way, like I said to you, it's the only reason we were able to have hypnotic. People had managers. Mm-hmm. People were in studios. People were paying for their outfits. People were being paid. So when it's Casper all, decided that he is taking the entire general section yeah. to the VIP, was yeah. that discussed? No. It wasn't discussed? No. How did that affect everything? Uh, a lot. Uh, and he hasn't finished paying me. That can't be possible. He took the entire general section, put I'm them upset in the because I, I literally texted them the other day to like move on from this issue because we were just organizing another gig. And then they stopped replying like I've forgotten what they did and what I'm owed. And, you know, I've been on the internet, like I said, watching how... They've been treating other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think my opinion, honestly, of Cass and that movie is he wouldn't have appreciated it if I did that at Philip. 
where mm-hmm. I now change the security policies or whatever plans. I felt as black men, we should really be the ones leading that. Let's respect each other's, mm-hmm. and each other's initiatives, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but they argued they made the show better, but they still paid what they felt was due at the time. And, you know, I got over those feelings. I just haven't done business with them since, to be mm-hmm. honest. You learned from that. Um, not that I learned from it. It just became a weird relationship. We literally came up together, you, you know. Song mm-hmm. came in the industry. Hip-hop blew up all of us, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how else to say it. We're peers. We, we, we grew up, you know, the guy's first time coming here. Yeah. We're walking around the Spani, you know, eating the same food and drinks, mm-hmm. you know. But now, you know, it's weird, like, how we treat one another. Now, the last ma- major league, Twins invited me. The last major league gardens I went to was like in 2019. Mm-hmm. We were all there, same same peers, Java. And no one Kat. is saying anything about. Yeah, what we're happened. all superstars now. We're all cool now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't talk to each other now. Yeah. Okay, which I Java spoke. He was telling me about the one man show mm-hmm. that he's planning a one man show, and he has this big dream to host a one man show. I told him, you know, just giving each other those good seeds. I said you can definitely pull off a one man show, and he told me Sun City. I was like, damn, that's big. Yeah. That's a big. Go, bro, and and I think you're Java, you know. Mm-hmm. Java's first time in Swaziland was me, you know, and and I remember him performing his old album, thinking people would hate yeah. him, you know, but they loved it, you know. And when you look back at the fact that Java performed his whole album to us, mm-hmm. it's legendary now. But in the moment, it was like, who's this? You know, who's he? Who's, who's he? Who's this one? He's wearing orange <laughs> at night. Yeah. We just—it's our attitudes mm-hmm. towards one another. And I think people have missed a lot of magic, mm-hmm. magical moments. And people will miss me, man, because I'm not going to be in Swaziland forever either, right? I'm in Swaziland because I was raising my daughter, and she's she's good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and no one can tell me or stop me from doing what I want. So uh, I, I am, I'm working a lot of, with a lot of locals, yeah. a lot of local producers, filmmakers, mm-hmm. Makeup You're also artists. working with the local gin um, brand. Oh, and <laughs> locals gin. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant, though, but that's so cool. Yeah. I work with the locals and the locals. Um, but um, with that relationship, um, I wish I had more room to grow, the relationship with the locals gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, it's challenged me to, to start our own consumer products, I think. Okay. They've taught me and I've learned, you know, we're managing a lot of marketing and distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, got to learn about distilleries and, mm-hmm. and how to produce a consumer product, how to price it. Uh, you yeah. are really yeah. just wanting to go into each and every space yeah. that there is. Yeah. Uh, I grew up looking up to guys like Diddy, you mm. know, Richard Branson, yeah, Jay-Z, Elon Musk. So you got to realize that I don't think I have to be limited. Mm-hmm. Right, like Richard Branson has an array of virgin brands like Virgin Music, mm-hmm. Virgin Airplanes, you know, so you hotels. So you just cannot be tamed. Yes, in a nutshell. And, and, and those people, I'm drawn to those people because I feel it represents a part of me, right? Mm-hmm. You're, drawn to, you're drawn to things that resonate with you. Yeah. So I feel I'm drawn to those people because of that factor that I felt I could be the biggest in music, could be the biggest in fashion, mm-hmm. could be the biggest in technology, which is going to be the case, you know. Yeah. You know, I think people have sort of figured out we're not quiet because we're not doing anything. It's we're, 
we're living in the metaverse. We're, we're building content mm-hmm. for the metaverse. So can you say that people <laughs> yes. can actually expect another hypnotic event? People should expect all kinds of amazing products, including hypnotic. You know, mm-hmm. uh, hypnotic will live on forever. The fact that there's value that we've put behind that brand means we will live. Uh, whether it's physical events, whether it's merchandise, whether it's playlists, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll do hypnotic records one day and mm-hmm. just do trap hip hop artists from all over Africa and and get a major label like Universal mm-hmm. to be behind it or Sony Music and just have hypnotic records. Yeah. So we've built a system and a brand that can stand on its own. And I'm and I'm onto other projects already because that's already gonna work itself, mm-hmm. right? That's already gonna pay for itself. Now, yeah. considering that yeah. you as you're a brand on your own, yeah, yeah. that's so and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and you did mention earlier that you can't be tamed. You are uh. unstoppable. You will do whatever it is that you want to do and what you've set your mind on. Yeah. A lot of people have had that mentality, but been affected by cancel culture in so many ways. Mm. Now here you cancel are. Cancel who, nigga? <laughs> here you <laughs> are saying that no one can cancel you. That's such a. I always knew the internet would do this to us. Like I remember, I started my YouTube channel in 2011. Yeah. Huh? 2011. I joined Twitter in 2010. Mm-hmm. Just think about what you were doing during those years. I don't think we. Were, we uh, but already. There were reports that the internet will change our psychology mm-hmm. and people will value these numbers, mm-hmm. you know, over your name. Luckily, or, you know, however you look at it, some of us, we got those numbers early. Mm-hmm. I, I never had my self esteem affected by will I get views mm-hmm. or will I get a follow? Ever just pause. I, I want you to think of how much of a blessing that is mm-hmm. in today's generation for starters. Mm-hmm. Never having to worry about if when you express yourself, someone will actually react. Yeah. There's people who are literally doing things hoping that people someone will out there, six billion people, mm-hmm. at least three thousand can like, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. These things are all in your mind. And I've always understood that. So when I saw I've 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 been a victim of cancel culture, I think. Uh, more than eight, nine times. You've been a victim. Yeah, like people trying to cancel me, like literally. On like I fought with gospel artists. Or no, like damn thing. Mm-hmm. Some ba- sometimes baseless accusations. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes off of seeing me actually do so. Like fi- I've once fired stuff online. You understand? And then uh, I don't care how people see that, but I was in Chicago and these people were ruining my brand and no one was answering them phone at the office and I'm the boss and I can do what I want. So I tweeted if if y'all are still in the office <laughs> You tweeted that. <laughs> Please leave now. Did did you not have like yeah. a company email address? Uh, or something because like that? they were trying to pull you gotta realize how dirty our industry is. And people was like, what happened to this artist? What happened to so and so? You'll never hear that about me. Mm-hmm. Because I take care of the minor details. Uh-huh. I have systems. I have operation plans. We went to school for this. Like, I have a business degree. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, just dealing with sabotage is part of 
the game in a sense so you're saying that mm. when you were affected by cancel culture mm. or rather when you were a I was cancelling back so you were maybe back. so I'd have I'm grown now mm-hmm. I would never do that but I'm telling you how I was reacting to something in the moment mm-hmm. cancel culture pillar was invented while we were already hot on the internet and now we're seeing our peers losing jobs off of rumors, lies, off yeah. of something someone said that is not verified. Mm, Fake news, say, right? Say. Who said what? And we're seeing the real impact on people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. And then now I was like, not me. He says, I'm saying something bad. Yeah. Right? I, I, no one knew, no one had a PR plan for this. You could mm-hmm. hire the best. I've worked with PR companies all over Africa, you must yeah. remember. You know, some of the best talent from SA that works with companies all over, you know, have worked with me. And even Swazi people would sit down all night like, okay, SK, there's this being said about you online. Uh, we're about to release the lineup. Uh, tomorrow you're supposed to drop that. Nasty C is coming. Tomorrow you're supposed mm-hmm. to drop Smokey and Regal's coming. Yeah. But people are saying this. How are we going to deal with it? And sometimes my proposal was, let me tweet. So you can defend your After name. After having paid everyone, including lawyers and PR companies, mm-hmm. sometimes it was like, no, this needs a tweet. It's going to solve everything. Because that's the only place people would believe it's actually me talking. Right? That's how important these social spaces have become. So that yeah. is how you were able to clear out your name whenever it If it's not on my about. page. How did this affect your girlfriend at that time? Because uh, a lot was going on. Oh, man. Uh... I love and respect her, you know, Angelica's <coughs> like been by my side since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she still, uh, I'd say, feels just like my parents, you know. You got to remember that my parents had to, even before she was involved, had to see me grow into this person that the world admires and wants to know about at some level, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, even sometimes she says, you know, uh, there's a lot of handsome men out there. You're not the most handsome, but the way people want to talk to you, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, when she's mad at me. And I still go, you know, uh, it's a gift. Uh, but, you know, uh, it does make people feel like uh, sometimes people take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've had artists, more Angelica, I've seen, if, if she met me 2017, that was like pre- new gen next generation that was pre amari p smoke and rigo pre low you know mm-hmm. being being released uh so she got to see people she found me living with mm-hmm. like turn on turn me, on you uh and see me react to that mm-hmm. uh so she didn't like all my reactions of course but also i love how we handled it I love that she allowed me to be me. I love that all the drama fell to the side because I was just like, man, I'm bigger than all of this. I'm bigger than all of this. They know it. Even the people talking know it. Even the people hyping them up know it. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody, this whole industry knows it. You know what I'm saying? I pull up to a show, everybody keeps quiet. Why? Because everybody's talking nonsense. Yeah, everyone has this perspective of mm, you. It's fine. They can have it, but I'm pulling up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the, I pulled up to a Pop Sunday once. 
and then there was like okay Sakid is here and then there was a bunch of people I was talking to then there was a bunch of people who looked at the other people like how are you, how are you speaking to Sakid mm-hmm. because you said so now it started like all this hey, you never liked Sakid mm, you once said this you about once him. said this about Sakid you and that ha- that sometimes unfolds in front of me and I always say to people, yo, like, I'm here, it's okay, like, it's okay. It happened, I was buying chips in Azulini, Pam Timba. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go to these shows, there's a lot of young promoters that I'm just watching and, and going to their shows, just experiencing what they're doing. And I'll be buying, you know, from people that are my age or younger, you yeah. know, buying quota and chips, and these are hypnotic fans or Sausage fans, or they're trying to be rappers. Yeah. So they, some, one of them didn't know who I was, and I, and I, and someone was talking about Swazi Jive because yeah. the, I had pre-ordered my stuff and I was coming. So talking about Swazi Jive and I walked there and someone was talking, you know, nonsense, you know, and but I'm playing, you know, the other guys because they, they, they can see they, you. Yeah, and I was wearing a cap and I'm wearing a mask. So I was laughing. Yeah, out And then they asked him, so what did he do? He's like, no, he didn't sign my friend. I hate that nigga. Because he, he never gave friend. he never gave my friend a shot. <laughs> that nigga don't know talent, mm-hmm. so I don't want that. Not, and I said, "Who's your friend?" And he says the nigga's name. And I said, "So you're joining in in the conversation yeah. with someone else?" Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And he and he says the guy's name. I said, "I've heard of that guy." He says, "Yeah, that guy's the best." And Sakila should have given him a chance. And I was like, "What makes everyone think this is on me?" What reaction did you get after that? Did you see? Except I'm born Sakil. And that's all they said. They just started dissing him. And and I and he asked to speak privately on the side. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you know, he really admires me. You know. And I get that people talk nonsense out like that because acting out of emotion. But because of admiration in a sense. Not always. Don't get it twisted. I don't think everyone loves me. Mm-hmm. I'm not like delusional. <laughs> <laughs> you understand but, that there's obviously a good and a bad side to everything. Yes. Yeah, so, but there are people who clearly expect more from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They expect uh, me to do more for the country, mm-hmm. for their peers, for the youth. And I love that energy. And, and I do expect more from me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as we're talking and as we're having this conversation, more than anything, you stand on the fact that you were nothing but a victim. You did mm. not deserve what was said about you. Uh, um, no, no I've never been true. a victim. No, no, I've never been a victim. Mm-hmm. People lied. Uh, did you Adrian Fu's situation, no, I didn't lie. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't reply. With Adrian Fu's situation, you know, and it's interesting to me, how Nomfundo's handling it because I'd be calling niggas. If you know me, I, I'd be like, yo, you, you either you pull up or I pull up. Mm. I'm just that type of person. And I went through everyone that is in the crew. These are people I grew up with. Yeah. I've known Nomfundo since we were like nine years old. Yeah, because okay? you were best friends. Yeah, right? so so like everyone getting involved in this for me was like, I'm going to wait for everyone to shut up for starters before you and I talk. And then when you're ready to talk, I'm going to be here. And when I start speaking i hope you also read mm-hmm. yeah, well, um and and i think that energy i showed by just keeping quiet you know uh it's love you know we built we really inspired a lot of young girls yeah what i did with adrian Fu was like 
massive to the culture. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, me deciding that we can put a female on the forefront at a time when no one was like doing this at all. Mm-hmm. And for her to agree and also work hard at being someone, uh, you know, admired. Mm-hmm. I can't take away from all that we did. What I can say is the pressure from the politics and, and everything that preceded the Lamborghini really scared me from people I know and love mm-hmm. uh, because they really saw supercars. They really saw my potential. They yeah. really saw me spend money mm-hmm. in clubs. Like I wasn't like spending 1,000, so 10,000. So you saw all of this coming. I, I'm spending 20 grand a night hotel rooms. Like, so I, I always thought, you know, and because these are not people that wish the best for you but because you're splashing money and drinking champagne every day you won't yeah. see uh i saw and the way god played it was safest for all of us mm-hmm. i think everyone got to say what they felt and here i am right no one will ever know how i felt and that's just how it is uh i prefer to express myself through art yeah. and um uh, signing OG King uh, at that time, having to release a project at that time, having to explain to him how he could potentially ruin his life associating mm-hmm. with me wasn't easy. But we still took the risks. You how understand? did that feel for you, knowing that every person who wants to associate themselves with you is taking a risk? It was risk. now being branded. Uh, it's exactly what was needed to filter out uh, the bad apples. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, if, 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 if I could even, like, the way God's blessed me since, I don't even have, like, I, don't, I can't even tweet about my blessings. So you feel like that was a blessing in disguise? Because huh? In disguise? No, it wasn't disguise. <laughs> what was in disguise? You, people should comment and tell me what was in disguise about what my peers did, mm-hmm. artists I developed, people running with trademarks I created. Kamala Adrian Fool was created by me from her middle name, right? Uh, from the nickname. Mm-hmm. It's like Ye and Kanye and him paying homage mm-hmm. to who said Ye. That's more the respect I thought we'd be giving each other today. But people sort of took it and ran with it into the jungle, gee. Like they really thought this industry would buy into not working hard, not creating content, and just talking nonsense about one another. And I, I was like, bad. Uh, I'm willing to work for this. So the cipher was my response as far as I'm concerned. What yeah. Uyghur and I did with the cipher, mm-hmm. Uyghur was like the center of that, getting all the artists. Uyghur was the only one leaving the house to go talk to artists because I couldn't be seen. I had lost too much weight. I was skinny. It really affected you psychologically. So Uyghur had to go talk to people to say, hey, SK is mm-hmm. planning ABC. That's the truth. How did you deal with the psychological effects of that? Because you might have been... I don't think we dealt with it. We just prayed. You just prayed? We didn't deal with it. What can you possibly do when people lie and like sabotage? and If people have a whole campaign... Now, I'm big enough to like know this. If I could mm-hmm. design a campaign... Like what happened with Tory Lanez was very similar to what happened to me. Yeah. But he... Fought. And you didn't. 
nobody speaks about the fact that Meg could have possibly lied as much as they accused Tori and told him he must get deported mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like that for me. Uh, you know, people disassociated themselves with me. Without business, knowing your business, side of the story. Businesses, you know, at that time. Now people are running back like there's an influx of demand. Mm-hmm. But I can't assist everyone because God filled that space up with so... Oh my God, the talent <laughs> I work with. Yeah. The talent I work with, the films we're making, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the relationships that reignited. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the phone with Smokey and we go. You understand how that makes me feel? Mm-hmm. To know that I can pick up the phone and, 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 and talk to Smokey and talk to Wego. Mm-hmm. You know how that makes me feel? As guys who used to travel with people to Mozambique just to shoot for their first single, a music video, and would sit and talk, like, do you think people will get this? Do you mm-hmm. think we're spending too much on this? Do you think? And it's like, ah, let's just do this. And now we look at the impact we've made. You know, these are the same artists that are behind the artists you guys know today. You mm-hmm. know, we go at the center of the Aya cities. Mm-hmm. Our biggest DJs, the yeah. Super CDQs, you know, the Sanilos, mm. you know. So being part of that chain is like, is a measurable impact. Uh, whether I go out to a gig or not now, I know there's an artist we assist or have assisted or will assist. Yeah. Or we either do their publishing or their distribution or their marketing or their recording. Or we do their branding. We so none of this was a train smash for you. You just kept This going. showed me how big I was. Like how many people spoke that acted like they couldn't see me. People that work for companies that all of a sudden knew who I was. Mm-hmm. People in government positions that all of a sudden had, had something to say to me. And when uh, you, know, you know that now as you're planning on making this huge comeback, Everyone is going to come back and try and fight you again. Are you prepared for that? Yes. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not going to fight back. I think I've handed it all up to God. Mm-hmm. Fighting, people fighting, people trying to oppose. It's the law of nature mm-hmm. that there must be equal opposite yeah. force. Yeah. So if I go that way, there'll be wind that way yeah. at the same speed. I go 120 that way, there'll be wind going 120 that way, mm. right? Which is why we wear seat belts, you know. So you, the car yeah. stops, you don't keep going 120, <laughs> you know. It's the law of nature. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, this one won't be an equal opposite reaction from me. It's going to be very overwhelming to see me fully express myself, mm-hmm. uh, like really just become the Sakira Ngambure, everyone knew I was going to be at 16, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm turning 30 in like six months. Yeah. Do you want to see Sakira Ngambule at 30? so much. I think so too. And you're still going to do more. I think what I'm about to do may uh, change everyone's life. Is it? That's how big it's going to be. I said this with hypnotic. I remember how I sounded crazy. And you are sounding crazy again. Yeah, like, yeah, that's I'm like, I should stop this sounding crazy thing. It's becoming a thing, you know. <laughs> but I can tell that from the ideas and from your mindset that you really are destined for great things. Thank you. And you are going to do exactly what you say you want to do. And I, and I think that for you, too. I think that for the founders of the podcast. 
I think if everyone zoned in <laughs> on their self yeah. image, their self power, mm-hmm. uh, and less on the noise, mm-hmm. um, and and found peace and joy really mm-hmm. internally first, uh, anything is possible. And it, and and it sounds so cliche because so many successful people have said that. And I remember That's growing true. up. Like listening to everyone and look, at, yeah, follow your dreams, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do your best, don't stop, never quit, <laughs> you know. We could just caption these things, mm-hmm. but the magic is, I'd like to challenge whoever's like watching this podcast to give themselves a chance. You understand? If there's anything you're gonna ever learn from Sakira Ngambule, is giving yourself a chance, you know, like. People will try to teach you all kinds of things about me, mm-hmm. try to distract you from the greatness. Uh, black young man, <laughs> right? Mm. That looks like you, that lived where you lived. People yeah. see me in Gwana Park, like buying chips. They go, Tsukile Pere. Tsukama chips. Tsukama chips, Sakile. And I go, what do people think I eat? <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> right? It's so amazing that I'm in that sphere where people think I levitate mm-hmm. and and don't eat potato chips, <laughs> uh, and and I embrace it as a superpower that and I and I pass it on mm-hmm. to the kids to go, yeah. And and we work with amazing artists. We and I on the way here. Mm-hmm. We're listening to some new artists. We will be publishing this year, and um, he already knows how big the songs are going to be just off of the listening session we had to hear. And that's the power we have now. Mm-hmm. We get to go, hey, you get a chance. You get, you a, get chance. a chance. Everybody Who gets, gets a, a chance. chance. <laughs> so that's this year. Everybody gets a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a plan and a business model to give everybody a fair chance at creating, a fair chance at learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to reduce that learning curve of learning instruments, of learning the internet, of mm-hmm. learning this new metaverse world, NFTs, tokens, whatever it may be, yeah. we are going to be your go-to guys. And the experiences, of course, mm-hmm. um, everything continues. Business as usual will continue leading, yeah. breaking new... T- I, I measure my success each year by how many new artists I've broken into the industry, not existing. You understand? Get it. How many new stars do I create? My aim is to create five stars a year at the moment. I'm still doing two, three, mm-hmm. which ain't so bad. You're getting there. Ain't bad. I mean, the cipher was like, bam. <laughs> and then people were like, oh, he can do eight at once, this nigga. He can do 20 at once yeah. if he really zoned in. And I was like, yeah, if we could really zone in. And I think that's what this year is about, where we've created businesses, models, young black boys just like you, young black girls just like you, who believe in the dreams they have, who believe they can further develop their skills by doing, not just reading mm. all day. Being proactive. With doing. It. Just, it sounds like Nike now. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I see why they made that the slogan for Nike. Mm. Go uh, for it. I w- yeah, I, I gym every morning. If I don't just do it, I won't. Do it at all. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um, at this point, uh, I've done countless number of interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being one of the most interesting ones because it it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, people were wondering, what are you building? Mm-hmm. So what's this hypnotic? Mm-hmm. So you know Scoop, right? So people 
were there. Now people are like, oh, so SK knows the whole game. Mm-hmm. Wait, SK doesn't know the whole game. He's helping create. He's actually soliciting. Actually, wait, is this the game? Is Swazi Jive responsible? Yeah. Someone walked up to me to talk about Lyrical Lemonade. So SK, can I ask you a question? When I was in Ezulini, do you know Lyrical Lemonade in America? I said, yes. He said, do you know Cole Bennett? I said, yes. He's like, oh, you know him like personally or do you, have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. I said, I know him personally. And he said... He couldn't believe it. He said, bro, don't you feel like Lyrical Lemonade is Swazi Jive? I said, yes. And he's like, but he started after you. I said, yes. He said, so are you saying Swazi Jive? I'm like, believe it. Just believe it. Mm-hmm. Hypnotic was the first urban hip-hop festival in the world. Rolling Loud was 2015. Made in America was 2013. Mm-hmm. Lyrical Lemonade, I helped them with their first one. I was there on site. Shout out Chris Palmy. In 2018, when mm-hmm. I finished my show, I was helping them, you know, launch uh, their first uh, Lyrical Lemonade festival. Yeah. So I was with Bokopin, and then I got to meet him and discuss the seven I had already done. Uh, so You've really done a lot. And it's only understandable yeah. because you started all of this at 16 years. I don't know how that makes sense, but somehow it does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think what people should take from this, you know, like I'm excited to work with uh, guys like Cole. I'm excited for Wego mm-hmm. to produce for Trippy Red mm-hmm. one day, you know. We have that power today mm-hmm. to make, just the same way I said once upon a time, I can have AD script and quest that make a song and people went what <laughs> what you're sounding crazy again this nigga crazy <laughs> and then i brought Questa and 80 script into studio with Bolitle and we made a song and people were like oh that's possible now mm-hmm. so we kind of get accustomed to like all these impossible mm-hmm. things and i want people to get accustomed to a very high taste level this year yeah and beyond an extremely high taste level yeah it's gonna be sick i cannot mm express how inspiring your humility is as well as your ambition because it is honestly in just a nutshell it is truly inspiring and it's humbling to have you on the show thank Thank you you. so so much for joining us thank you so much amazing yeah and thank you so so much to our viewer to our viewers eh, fumbling for (laughs) tuning in it's a wrap thank you guys Thank you. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. That's my life. Combo's <laughs> like, thank God.